in this week's episode of Bite Me, we are doing infused butternut squash croquettes with a special bonus recipe as well. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. We talk about edibles on this show, but if you're secretly Googling all your other questions about weed, check out How to Do the Pod, a podcast demystifying cannabis for women. Every week, through a mix of storytelling and practical tips, How to Do the Pot shares fun, short episodes about sleep, stress, sex, and more, all to inspire you to feel confident about cannabis for health, well-being, and fun. If you want to hear how women are exploring cannabis and have all of your questions answered, listen to How to Do the Pot wherever you get your podcasts. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I do encourage you to check out How to Do the Pot, and you might even look for the episode that I appeared in on their series, The First Time I Bought Legal Wheat. And now for the Cannabis Quote of the Week. That stoner thing cuts across political lines. Quoted by Cheech Marin of Cheech and Chong fame. And I have to wholeheartedly agree, and I'm sure you've observed this yourself in your own daily life, but after doing this podcast for numerous years getting my Gangier certification, working in a dispensary. If it's one thing that I've observed, it's that people who use and enjoy cannabis come from all walks of life. Now, the recipe for this week, I am really looking forward to sharing this one because it was so good and it was a real hit as well. And I think you're going to enjoy it. It's also pretty seasonal with the butternut squash. Butternut squash is pretty easy to find in your local grocery store, farmer's market, wherever you're shopping. And so this is going to be one that will be pretty easy to find the ingredients for because there isn't really anything particularly complicated or complex about this particular recipe. So infused butternut squash croquettes. It sounds fancy, but really what it is is breaded deep fried squash. And there's a few extra things in it, of course, to make it even better. But who doesn't love those things? I mean, a little deep fried anything to add that crunchy crust. Anyway, I digress. Let's get into where I got this recipe from. So I recently recorded an episode with Monica Lowe, and she is the creator of a website called Suweed. And this website is dedicated to the sous vide method of creating edibles with a focus on Asian American cuisine. And I really like this because it does show a focus on using this particular cooking technique, which is fantastic and so effective, into using it as an incredible tool for making edibles. Now, sous vide cooking, if you're not familiar with it, is essentially you use an immersion circulator, which is a device you can easily buy. There's several of them out there. And this device you use in a pot of water. So you would put the device attached to the side of a pot or other receptacle that will hold water. And it brings the water to a very precise temperature and will hold it there for a sustained period of time. Now, the advantage of this, of course, is compared to an oven. Oven temperatures can vary quite a bit. And I've had chefs on this show tell me this numerous times. I probably wouldn't have believed it before, but of course, intrinsically, it makes sense if you've ever followed a recipe and it calls for putting in those cookies at a certain amount of time 
for you say 15 minutes and you pull it out and it still needs a few more minutes, that's because your oven times are not particularly accurate. And so many chefs have told me, unless you're using like a high grade commercial oven, this is a problem you're going to run into. Not so with sous vide. And the wonderful thing about using sous vide is yes, it can certainly help you make infusions and edibles, but it's also a useful tool for making other things. And some of the things I've made in my sous vide I haven't actually done a ton of edibles in it yet, but some of the things I have made are butter. I've made my own butter in a sous vide immersion circulator, and it was fantastic. And not as complicated as you would think it would be, but there are numerous steps to that. I've also been making yogurt a lot recently, and that's wonderful too, because it holds the yogurt at a very precise temperature and I just let it sit and culture my yogurt. So those are a couple of examples. Another thing that I did in the immersion circulator was caramelizing sweetened condensed milk. And it was pretty interesting because you would just put the entire can of unopened sweetened condensed milk in the sous vide immersion circulator, set the temperature, and depending on the length of time would dictate the consistency and the depth of the caramelization of that sweetened condensed milk. So it was sort of a way to make caramel very simply and very easily. So that's just a few examples of things. Of course, one of them was caramel, right? So her whole website and it's beautifully photographed. I really suggest you check it out and you probably will because of course this recipe crumbs from there. And not only is Monica photographing and creating beautiful recipes for her website, but she also recently came out with a book not that long ago, The Weed Gummies Cookbook. And it covers beautifully made gummies, hard candies, and treats that I think you would really enjoy. And there's so many recipes in here that I want to try out. And with Christmas coming at the time of this recording, the holidays are coming up and a lot of people like to gift edibles. I know I do. I'll be gifting quite a few likely. And I really love the bite-sized format of the types of treats that you'll find in this book. One of the ones that I'm definitely going to be doing because, and that's for me, not for anybody else, not for gifting, but how good does this sound? The ginger honey chews. I love ginger chews and it has a recipe for that. So I'm definitely going to be trying those out because infused ginger chews, even better. And if you do it the right dose, that means I can have a few at a time. My problem sometimes when I buy ginger chews is I want to eat the whole bag and infusing them a little bit will prevent me from doing that. And so it'll last a little bit longer, but a wonderfully laid out book that has beginner to advanced recipes. So you kind of know what you're getting into before you start out with that particular recipe. So lots there for, for home cooks of all skill levels. So I definitely recommend you check out that book, but you'll hear more in the conversation in episode 173 when I talk to Monica about her website, her journey, and the new cookbook that she has come out with. But of course, I wanted to introduce some of her cooking to you before the episode in which I interview her. And I thought these butternut squash croquettes would be a wonderful way to introduce Monica and her style of culinary cannabis. There are so many amazing recipes on her website. It was really hard to choose, to be honest, but I really wanted to try something out. And some of the recipes that she has on her site, like I said, are uh, Asian American inspired cuisine. 
And some of them are a little more involved and complicated. So if you really want to test some of your skills in the kitchen, these aren't just all recipes that are super easy to put together. And I and I see a place for that, of course, but I really do appreciate that not all the recipes are super easy to make because sometimes you want something that's more involved. You want something that's going to be a bit more of a task or something that you're going to be spending a bit more time on. And then the outcome, of course, is beautiful and delicious and medicated. All of these come with beautiful photos that she has taken herself as well. I had to pick one. I actually ended up picking two because it was so hard to decide. But the second one is a pretty simple one that you can you can actually whip together pretty quickly. These butternut squash croquettes seemed very seasonal as well as I already mentioned. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to try this one out because it's an ingredient that's easy to find right now. They sounded delicious. The big thing for this particular one is you don't need any really fancy ingredients. They do use potly extra virgin infused olive oil and the and the honey by the same brand. If you have access to those wherever you live, then that's wonderful. I've heard nothing but good things about the potly brand and they make infused ingredients like the honey and the olive oil. So you can use them in your own cooking, which if you are cooking for other people and you're sometimes uncertain about the potencies of your own homemade infusions, this is certainly something you can try, especially if you're gifting or serving this again, like I said, to someone other than yourself, because you definitely don't want to overdose your friends and family. If you don't have access to that, of course, you can use your own olive oil and weed honey. And you can choose to infuse both or one or the other. So that's an option as well. Now you start out basically the most laborious part of this entire process is roasting your butternut squash. Now she does instruct you in the recipe to preheat your oven and you prepare a baking sheet with foil and then you pierce the squash and roast it for about 45 minutes in your oven. Now the only thing I found with that myself is I had a medium-sized butternut squash and I roasted it. I pierced it all over with a fork, but I found it took a lot longer for it to get fork tender when it was done cooking and I had to keep putting it back in. And even at the end, there were some parts that were still a little, a little hard. So perhaps my recommendation in this particular instance, which will probably save time as well, is to cut the butternut squash in half or maybe in quarters to allow for faster, more even cooking. I mean, that's something worth trying. You can, of course, roast it whole, but I just found that it took a lot longer than the 45 minutes and you do have to peel it afterwards. So in this particular instance, you would be cutting the roasted butternut squash in half and scooping out the flesh after it's cooked. But whichever way you choose, just know that I found it took a little bit longer. And of course, it might depend on the size of your butternut squash. If you're using a huge one, it calls for a medium butternut squash. But if you're using a really large one, then maybe that won't do so well. Or maybe a smaller one will be much better. But I'll leave that up to you. After you cut up your roasted squash and you scoop out the flesh, you're going to mash it in a large mixing bowl with minced garlic, your infused virgin olive oil, and the honey, and then you season to t- season to taste with salt and pepper, and then you let it cool. Because after you let it cool, this is when you're going to be forming your croquettes, which are like little cakes almost that you're going to be deep frying. I don't know. I've probably made croquettes at some point in my in my past. I don't really necessarily remember them being called croquettes, but I think the concept's relatively similar. I should probably look that up because I'm not too familiar with the term of croquette. Maybe I'll do that right now. So it looks when I do a quick Google search that a croquette 
is a dumpling consisting of a thick binder combined with a filling, which is breaded and deep fried, served as a side dish or as a fast food or snack fast food worldwide. Another site here says the word croquette is derived from the French word croquet, which means crunch, which gives a good indication of what the characteristics of a good croquette should have. Often cylindrical in shape, though they can also be flat and round, and feature a mushy centered enclosed in a crispy breadcrumb or sesame seed casing. That sounds pretty accurate. It was crunchy on the outside and soft on the inside. Mine were more flat and round as opposed to cylindrical, but delicious nonetheless. That is a croquette. So maybe you've made something like this in the in the past. Once your butternut squash is cooled, you take some of the squash to make the patty. You roll into a ball and you're going to make an indent in the middle where you're going to put some shredded mozzarella cheese. Yes, that is right. These have mozzarella cheese in the middle as if they couldn't be any better. And then you prepare three bowls. So you're going to make your patties and you're going to prepare three bowls. You're going to have your oil on the stove heating to about three 350 degrees. I used avocado oil. She suggests canola oil, whichever you prefer. So you're going to bring that oil to about 350 degrees so you can fry your patties. But while that's heating up, you prepare your three bowls, one with flour, one with egg, beaten egg, and one with panko breadcrumbs. And you're going to coat each patty in, in each of these items. So you're going to dip it in the flour and then you're in your beaten egg, and then you're going to coat it with panko. And then you fry them up. You're going to fry the patties for one to two minutes until golden brown, and then you remove them from the oil, set them on paper towel to drain, and then serve hot. Now, what I also did was, you probably can't put your paper towel in the oven, and I did not do that, but if you're making a bunch, you can put them in the oven, in a preheated oven at low temperature just to keep them warm, so that it depends on how big your pan is, how many you're making but it says it makes six to eight croquettes according to the recipe. And I'd say that's pretty much how many I ended up getting when I made them as well. And I'm trying to think of when I served them, what I, what I served them with. I don't even remember now. I know I served them with something else and they went off very well. Now, of course, if you are serving these to somebody that is not interested in getting fucked up, well, that's too bad for them. But there are workarounds, of course. One of those being you use regular olive oil and honey instead of an infused version, and then perhaps create a dipping sauce of some kind or some kind of sauce to go along with the croquettes that you could infuse instead. So that's one other way. Or you could use a CBD infusion instead just to give people a nice relaxation boost. But of course, you should get consent with that as well if you're going to be going that route. And so that brought me to recipe numero deux. Look at me and my French, huh? Are you impressed or what? I did actually take years of French immersion. In fact, I think I was one of the first cohorts way back in the day. I'm not going to date myself right now, but French immersion in Ontario, Canada was just being rolled out. And that basically means I was immersed in French from kindergarten all the way through high school, all my subjects being mainly in French. And I've lost a lot of it by now, but I was pretty fluent by the time I was finished high school, but unfortunately, but you know, I can roll my R's so that that helps a little bit. But the other recipe that I chose for this was a medicated garlic aioli, which I think I didn't eat these two together, but I think they would actually pair quite nicely together. And a garlic aioli can lend itself to so many delicious things. I mean, ugh, 
So good. And of course, garlic is really great this time of year when you're not, you know, when you might be fighting off sicknesses that seems to be all over the place. I know so many people who are getting sick with colds and, and everything about COVID right now. So a little garlic in your diet, a little extra can only help. And if it's medicated, even better. And it makes a perfect condiment for fries, grilled veggies on a burger with your croquettes. I mean, there's lots of options here. And essentially you're making a, almost a mayo, and then you're adding garlic to it. So you're just starting with egg yolks garlic. There's six six cloves of garlic in this, lemon juice, salt, olive oil, and some infused olive oil. So this one contained a ratio so that it wouldn't necessarily end up too strong because you don't want to have to just use like a half teaspoon when you're wanting to, you know, really enjoy it with your fries or something like that. You want to be able to actually use a generous amount of this aioli and then worry about brushing your teeth later. But you make it pretty much the way you would make a mayonnaise, which is you're going to put your egg yolks, chopped garlics, and salt into a food processor. I happen to use a blender because that's what I have in my kitchen. You blend it on low, and then you slowly drizzle in your olive oils, and then allow it to emulsify. That's the real key. And then once it's thick, you blend in your lemon juice. And you want it thick and creamy in texture, and then you can serve immediately or chill it in the fridge for up to a week. You just want to make sure you do enjoy it relatively quickly because it does have that egg yolk in it. And for those of you out there who might be a little concerned with the egg yolk because it's not cooked, well, I would say that all the eggs that we have, pretty much, unless you're buying it directly from a farmer, are going to be pasteurized and it's pretty safe to use just pasteurized eggs for these types of things. You don't have to worry about getting sick, but... Very tasty, very garlicky, if you like that sort of thing. So those are the two recipes for this week. A nice little bonus recipe to go along with the butternut squash croquettes, which I highly recommend you try. I mean, they were so good and quite easy to make. Again, once you get over that hump of making, roasting the actual squash itself, which honestly, I find I love squash. And this time of year, I do increase my consumption of squash quite a bit because it's very healthy for you. It's plentiful. It's inexpensive. But Roasting the squash itself is a pain in the ass. I find that for a lot of things, it's it's often a hindrance to making something delicious with squash occasionally. Occasionally, it's a hindrance. I mean, usually the outcome is like, wow, it's so tasty that, of course, I'm going to be wanting to take the time and effort to roast. And, if, you know, if you are roasting something, that at least it's something, you know, you can put it in your oven and walk away and forget about it. Um, so there is that. But... Don't let that scare you off. I hope you give this recipe a try. The uh, link to, of course, everything in the show notes that'll have the recipe, but link to Monica's website, Sueweed. I highly recommend you check it out because it does have lots of inspiring things to try over there, some of which we talk about in the uh, in the next episode in which I interview Monica, but lots of inspiration for a lot of savory items. So if you're really into one, if you're really looking to explore savory edibles, as opposed to the the typical sweets that most people associate with edibles, then this is a really great resource for you. So I highly recommend you check it out. And if you're interested in sous vide cooking, lots of inspiration there too. It is a fun style of cooking. I hope you give these a try. Let me know what you think. Send me your photos. I always love to see what you're cooking. And until next week, my friends, stay high.